This is Bulls Beat on Bulls Unlimited. Bulls Beat is your stop for exclusive interviews, highlights, and the very latest on all sports at the University of South Florida. With today's show, here's your host, Derek Sharp. And welcome into the Friday show, a special version of Bulls Beat. Most of it's going to be on the last game for Denise Shelty-Brown, not just the game, but a chat with the coach from afterwards, her last home game. And she did not want to leave Corbett Soccer Stadium, let me tell you. Also, though, talked to three of the seniors, Sarita Thurton, Vivian Bissett, and Madison Schwarzenberger, and one of the goal scorers, Sadie Sider. Yes, I said one of the goal scorers. The Bulls were on a five-game unbeaten streak, but scored exactly one goal in each of those games. They needed a two last night. Turns out they didn't need any to clinch the AAC East Championship thanks to East Carolina losing, but you wanted to send Denise Shelty Brown out on a winning note, and the Bulls did. They'll actually play FAU again, same team they defeated last night on Tuesday in the quarterfinals of the AAC tournament. We'll map all of that out for you in our second segment when we'll give you the player interviews. And at the end of the show, we'll let you know what's coming up this weekend for the men's team, kind of what the outlook is as far as their postseason conference tournament hopes. The Bulls knew last night on the women's side that, worst case, they were going to be the three seed. The men's team can still be the fourth seed and host a conference tournament game, or they could not make the conference tournament. So a vast variety of situations. They have two games left in their regular season. The women's volleyball team is on the road for a pair. We'll give you their outlook. Also tell you what else is going on, especially a big Saturday for women's lacrosse, the public scrimmage at Corbett Soccer Stadium. Last night, we'll give you the game highlights first. And we warned you, if you were listening, FAU, a team that has gotten outshot vastly in games, back-to-back losses at one point this season to Tennessee and East Carolina. They get outshot 15-1 and 11-0. Recent loss to SMU, they get outshot 11-2 recent tie a week ago against UTSA they were outshot 13 to nothing in the first half 19 to 3 in the game and still tied it last night frankly the Owls weren't in the worst spot they knew they were going to make the conference tournament they could not slide into the eighth seed meaning avoid Memphis in the first round and frankly they entered the night in the sixth spot and worst case we're going to drop to the seventh spot so The Bulls were just trying to solve a team that's used to defending very well and taking the few chances when they get them. And sure enough, first half, 11-1 shots for the Bulls. And even though there weren't too many great opportunities, the Bulls sailed a lot of shots from the top of the box over. The chances were there. Then in the second half, they almost scored a fantastic save by the FAU goalkeeper Lexi Gonzalez on a flying volley by Anna Suter, but the Bulls would finally get on the board. Ooh, Mark Farts, a nice little dummy pass by Sider. Schwarzenberger into the box, but it is played away by FAU. Now Sider gets to it. That's a good-looking shot. It's it! Sadie Sider with a corker. Gonzalez couldn't get to that one. And the Bulls take the lead. I know it's senior night, but what the heck? There's a sensational sophomore named Sadie. An incredible shot, and we talked to her about it afterwards. You'll hear that in our second segment. At about the same time, really, not too long after, in fact, within the same minute, Charlotte was scoring in East Carolina. The Bulls ended the night knowing a win would have guaranteed them the number two seed and the division championship. East Carolina basically needed the Bulls to not win, and the Pirates had to win. So the fact that the Bulls were ahead one nothing and that the Pirates are behind one nothing. The Bulls basically had a cushion of three goals. The only way things could have changed for the worse would be if the Bulls would allow FAU to come back and tie, 
and for East Carolina to score twice. Well, not too long after, the Bulls gave up a goal, and not too long after that, East Carolina tied up Charlotte, so we were right back to where we started. Great goal by the Owls as Mia Senes, who torched the Bulls for a goal and an assist as the Owls won in Tampa last year 2-1. to one. Senes had been hurt most of this season, had not had a goal or an assist. She got one on a cross that Sophia Voldby headed in. So back to looking at the scoreboard a little bit or hoping that the Bulls could take the lead and not have to worry about the scoreboard. And they took the lead. Now, this was interesting. You know, we've pointed out some calls that went against the Bulls this year. The shot by Gentiata Fetoy that crossed the goal line, but on the field was ruled not a goal and video replay wasn't working. So they had to tie Charlotte nothing, nothing. And the absolute flop by Rice that led to a penalty call. And that game ended up tied. So basically, they came into the night 5-1-2 and two in conference. Could have easily been 7-1. and one. Well, we'll play it. There was, if you look back at it, and I will show when things go against the Bulls. I won't put a video of this up, but I will just tell you and play the audio here. It looked like the Bulls committed a foul. Instead, the official who was letting a lot of 50-50 contact go, I thought this was Corey Peace being a little too pushy, and it didn't get called. Instead, it led to a corner kick, which put the Bulls on top. Not that we're complaining, just being thorough and fair. Here's how it sounded. Georgia Brown tries to chip it up towards Cena in stride, but running towards the goal line, she still cuts it across, and that's gonna be a corner kick work for the Bulls. I'm a little stunned there that Peace didn't get called for a foul. She plowed in to the FAU defender, and it went off the defender, but I thought certainly a foul. But no, a corner kick for the Bulls, so they'll get it with 17 minutes left in this one. Vivian Bissett will take it. Bulls have gotten on the corner kick advantage in this half. Sends it across far post, headed down. That's a good one, and in! It was Suter who flew through the air, and Peyton Felton who knocked it in! Excellent job all the way around, and the Bulls have a lead. They announced Cider. No, I was right. I was right. That is 22, not 12. I saw Cider check out. That was Peyton Felton, her first career goal. And what a job Bissett has to get. And I mean has to get the hockey assist on that. The Memphis transfer, her first career goal. So two transfer pickups that were sophomores, I think significant, really in a Strange way on this senior night where you're saying goodbye to players, some that we'll be hearing from in a second. Now, their season's not done. They play next week. We'll give you the conference tournament outlook in our second segment. But two players specifically that Coach Shilty Brown had pointed out, Sadie Sider and Peyton Felton, who were injured at the beginning of the season when they came into the lineup, changed things, and, well, maybe we'll be part of your future goal scoring. Last night, the immediate present, clinching the division title. Turned out they didn't have to win because Charlotte – Stunned East Carolina in Greenville 3-1, which knocked the Pirates down from possible two-seed to the four-seed. We'll give you the full bracket in our next segment. But now, Coach Denise Shilty-Brown. This will be her 17th and final season as the Bulls' leader after taking the job to be the coach of the USL Super League team, as far as the women go, coming to Tampa next fall. Awesome turnout for her final home match at Corbett Soccer Stadium. You'll get her thoughts on that. Able to pick up her 184th victory at South Florida and looking to close out with another trip to the NCAA tournament. She has led the Bulls to all eight of their NCAA tournament appearances, including five in a row. That string ended last year. 
This year, the Bulls, now at 10-5-2, look like an NCAA tournament team. They will still almost certainly have to win their conference tournament. We'll get into that in our next segment. But now, my conversation, you'll also hear the voices of Ryan Urquhart, also Beatrice from the Oracle in the post-match with Denise Shelter-Brown. We'll tell you that between the end of the match and this interview, a very emotional video, which you can see the USF Women's Soccer Twitter feed put it out if you want. Got everybody choked up but she was recovered by the time she talked to us well let me ask you before we get into the emotional part okay. uh, this is a team that a lot of times this year we're getting outshot dramatically uh did you feel like the shots were quality shots and that it was going to end up being how it ended up um i did i felt like cena was cutting in and mm-hmm. taking you know had some good angles i thought that genti had some good opportunities um what i didn't think we did well that we adjusted was the first half we served in the air to a six foot two goalkeeper <laughs> I mean, just give your head a shake, right? Um, but then we came in at halftime and talked about it, and then I, they didn't do it again. So, you know, sometimes you're doing those things without thinking, so I was really proud of them for, like, continuing to stay focused and execute that. And there were some really dangerous services along the ground that, you know, became big issues for them. So that was great. Um, we've talked about Sadie before, but if she can continue to do that all the time. She can, yeah, she can repeat that. We've been working on that a lot, actually. Um, She's really, really capable of doing that. So now we have Genty and her, like, rifling. That's dangerous. Cena cutting in, shooting. Corey's really dangerous at that near post. So we got, you know, we're sharpening those weapons. (laughs) And and what last night was the second goal? Was that the play the whole time? Yeah. Yeah. Had had Felton shown the ability to? Uh, Felton is really dangerous in the air. She was winning all the first balls here, too, you know? So she's, Mm. she's quite good, yeah. Okay. When did you uh, start to well up? Before, during, and or after? Um, mostly after? I think I was surprised to see my alumni on there. I didn't, like, expect it. And then I, did, I was surprised to see them. And I don't get to see them, and I care about them a lot. So that was really sweet. And then probably when Chris spoke, mm-hmm. that made me sad. But Sad uh, or emotional. And maybe not sad, but, like, yeah, it's, emotional. Bittersweet, yeah. This is not the end. You know, this is just the end of the home part of things. So to you, yeah, is it... But is it's it, Corbett. Yeah, okay. Speak about that part then. I mean, I just love, I love it here. I sat in my office today and that's my window. It overlooks this stadium. It's an incredible view. It's an incredible stadium. It's a great staff. There's people that I love, you know, that have been so good to me here. Um, It wasn't like I left somewhere that I I didn't love, you know. I I left for um, an adventure I always wanted to take. And God opened a door for me to do it here in Tampa Bay. But, man, I... I do not want this to be my last day at Corbett Stadium. <laughs> my last one. Did you conjure up some sort of special speech, or did you not even worry about that kind of thing before, get, before the game? I didn't know he was going to have a microphone or a... No, I, I mean before know. the game. Pre-game speech, you know, oh. win it for the coach, win it for me. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, just making sure. I mean, I always do, like, a, I think, pretty good motivational speech <laughs> before the game. Okay. Um, today's was more about, like, when the moment is big, does that reflect your behavior you know is there like a second effort do you you know work harder is your aggression more like what's going to what's going to be different in this day or is it just going to be show up business as usual and i think today required something above business as usual so i wanted to see that yeah um i talked to one of your alumni sydney today yeah and she told me how since she was like the first season with you she was kind of like the building blocks yeah talk to me about how you've built this game winning culture and how you're leaving it onto the next coach for him to build onto it more oh um yeah i feel like it's really important to know your core values and to try to to live by them and um relationships above winning 
that's been important for us, just getting to know these girls, um, helping them grow as women, and actually caring about their next steps in life, um, in soccer and in life. And, and in turn, you know, you have women that, that care about you for the rest of your life. So it, it's pretty awesome. Um, I naturally am competitive, so I wasn't going to, like, lose that in the plight of um, caring about these girls. And, you know, they're young, and this is a journey, and it should be a positive journey and an exciting journey for every single one of them. That's not always easy, but that's what I hope my legacy is, that they had a really positive experience, and they grew as women, and they left here um, better equipped than when they came. Mm. And although regular season is over, you still have tournaments after this. What are some final words you would want to say to your seniors, though, going into the next chapter? Um, that you're, you know, you're not done. You have unfinished business, that you are powerful women, you are strong, you're courageous, you're intelligent, you're beautiful. And this is a, a very small step in the many steps that they're going to climb because they are incredible women and, and they're going to make waves. Um, I, I noticed at the end of the game, you uh, after an immediate celebration, you hugged Patrick Baker for a little bit and looked like you guys said something. I was just wondering what he said to you. He's just been really good to me. I think he's um, a true, kind person, a good competitor. He's always the right sportsmanship. You know, he comes out to play, but he's not. He's never derogatory. He's a great coach. So, I don't just have a lot of respect for him, and we've been working together for a long time, and. Uh, I don't know, he was congratulating me and I, you know, it felt, he's, he's genuine. Mm -hmm. So that, that feels good. He told me the story about how you guys uh, met at the airport. Yeah, and we were going to take the wind out of the game. (laughs) (laughs) Slow the game down, you know, but, uh, I mean, we were just joking about that, but he was like, I was waiting for you to look at me. I'm like, yeah, we were leading, so. (laughs) (laughs) No, definitely. And the other thing I want to ask you too, um, obviously, not only I like your kicks there, buddy. Thank you, I know. Thank you. I found them in Axum of all places. I like them. Thank you. Um, I'll bust them every now and again. Um. What I was going to ask is just talk to me about a little bit about the importance of securing that two seed. I think the standings are they they're going to play FAU. You guys are going to play FAU again, possibly. Right? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, Texas comes back. Don't know for sure yet, but just regardless, Charlie getting a FAU, so right. Yeah. So regardless, getting a two seed, just how important that is with the momentum you guys are carrying here at the end of the year. You know, I think that you control your controllers. We didn't have Memphis on our side, so we never got to play, and we never got to play them. Yeah. So um, you know, my hats off to them. Of course, you know they they. They did amazing to win that one seed, but wanted to control our side. So we, you know, we did everything we could to put ourselves in the best position possible. And um, I think it's it's important because it's momentum, it's confidence, it's you know, it's a reward. When you don't get this milestone of reward, then sometimes it's hard. It's been a long season. It's a young group, and you don't win here, and then you have to like pack up and go on the road and play mm-hmm. sometimes it feels lengthy but now you got to reset mm-hmm. you're like let's go right <laughs> you know we just won a championship we feel good you know the, yeah. everybody got a hat everybody got <laughs> a trophy everybody got you know t-shirts they feel good so and they should feel good they're like an exceptional group like from the ones that played to the ones that don't it's it's a really like cohesive good group so we're really proud of them and the sentiments were returned by the players that we spoke to those are coming up and also by the way Returned by FAU's head coach, Patrick Baker. I retweeted the video. FAU always puts out a post-game about a minute or so with their head coach. And it was cool that their interviewer asked him about Denise Shelty-Brown. And his answer was awesome. So check that out if you like. Go to my Twitter page, at Derek Sharp. 
D-A-R-E-K-S-H-A-R-P, but now on the show, Sarita Thurton, Vivian Bissett, Madison Schwarzenberger, along with Sadie Sider, then we'll set up the rest of the weekend for you. Back to the Beat. Bulls Beat continues with Derek Sharp. Before we bring you our post-match interviews, we will also look at men's soccer, volleyball, and women's lacrosse. Let's tell you the bracket for the AAC tournament. Bulls, in the end, won the division easily by five points over East Carolina because the Pirates lost to Charlotte. Those teams are now the four and the five seeds for the conference tournament. You know, if Charlotte had to do it all over again, they probably would have just tied East Carolina because they wouldn't have to worry about playing them again, and then if they win, probably having to play Memphis. Let's explain why we keep talking about not wanting to play Memphis. The Tigers are top 10 team in the country. They finished 15-1, and 9-0 in the conference, and are dynamite. The Bulls didn't play them this year. If they play them, it'll be in the conference tournament championship game. Memphis will open the proceedings at the Premier Sports Complex in Lakewood Ranch against UAB, which needed to beat Temple and have North Texas lose to SMU, and both things happened. SMU defeated North Texas last night 3-1, to while UAB was thumping Temple 4 to nothing. The Blazers entered last night with just one conference victory, but four ties, and all those ties gave them just enough points, one more than North Texas for the eighth seed. So with the win against East Carolina, Charlotte jumped from seventh to fifth, and they'll play East Carolina again in the four versus five matchup. On the Bulls' half of the bracket, their opponent will be the seventh seed, Florida Atlantic. The Owls entered the night in the sixth spot but got jumped by Charlotte. So the Bulls will turn around and play the same team they beat last night, 2-1. to one. And the three seed becomes SMU, which took advantage of East Carolina's losing. And, of course, with its win, jumped a point ahead of the Pirates. SMU will play Tulsa, which had the misfortune of having to play Memphis last night, but probably doesn't mind because they got jumped by two teams. They entered the night in that 4-5 range and exited on the sixth seed. So... We'll obviously talk more about the specific matchups on Monday's show. And we will be on the air for the Bulls against FAU Tuesday at 7 o'clock from the Premier Sports Complex. If the Bulls win, they'll advance to Thursday 7 o'clock semi between the SMU Tulsa winner and the championship is next Sunday afternoon. Three of the seniors on the team, there were six honored, the others being Corey Peace, transfer from Florida, Peyton Vinci, transfer from Oklahoma State, and Madison Holcomb, goalkeeper, who never got to suit up for the Bulls. She's been injured a lot of her career. But the three who have played plenty, in fact, played all four years for the Bulls, starting with Thurton, followed by the standout defender, Bissett, and the recent, just scoring her first goal, she gives us a secret to that, defensive midfielder, Madison Swordsberger. All right, so uh, I guess uh, win or lose, it would have been a division championship because of what happened elsewhere but I'm taking it you guys wanted to win what was it like (laughs) obviously like being an athlete you want to win but I think it just meant so much and obviously you never know what's going to happen with another team and you can't put your future in their hands so we had to go out there and look for this win and I think it was just a full circle moment I mean how our season ended last year I think it's just amazing to be able to get back on winning ways and get a championship regular season. Yeah. I got to ask you about the uh, post game video. You knew it was going to be some tears flowing, yeah. but did it maybe uh, get you even more choked up? I mean, I'm not a big crier, but um, <laughs> it definitely had me emotional. I think. Well, Denise has been here all since I've been here, and uh, I just feel like she's impacted my life so much. I'm just so grateful that um, she brought me into this program. I mean, it changed my life, and it's for the better. And I mean, like, 
these four years are going to be the things that I remember the most. What yeah. about this year for you? I mean, you've been all over the field. You've even become like a defensive player. I mean, is this something she had a conversation with you about? It would be a different role, perhaps? Uh, yeah, we like looked into it a little bit like in the spring, talked about it a little bit, but it wasn't like set in stone. But like as the season went on, we just kind of it kind of worked out. I've been playing pretty well, I would say. So, um, yeah, honestly, I, I got used to it. I like it. Um, and anything to help out the team, really. I mean, we're just getting better and better, so I feel like anything that helps us win, I'm going to enjoy it. Awesome, um, did you guys have any pregame talk with your teammates about wanting to win this game for Denise and specifically? Uh, yeah, I think the focus, like, obviously, it was a big day with a lot going on with Senior Day and Denise, but, like, um, our main goal was to win, so what we talked about was just focusing on that and any emotions aside, like, we knew that winning was our main goal, and then if we won, we were able to celebrate great later, and that's what we got to do today. Yeah. Nice. Um, I'm not sure things? how it would have gone if we didn't win. I know. We've been like, about this. were we going to do this? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We've been like, some serious yeah, there have been different like... tears. <laughs> yeah. um, what are the things that you learned in this program, and how are you going to take them now that your four um, years are almost up into the next chapter of your life? I think just, like, how important it is to be confident in yourself and be, com especially as a woman, like, I think Denise really talks about and teaches you a lot about how important it is to be a powerful woman, especially in this world. Being a woman is obviously hard. So um, just, like, going into whatever I do next, just to really have faith in myself and just um, really back with, like, use that strength that I have in myself to push forward and do whatever it is I want to do, whether it's soccer or in the work world, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. See you next week. Come on in. This is the Canada section. We'll get Sadie in a minute. Huh. All right. So um, I can ask: were, were there any extra emotions tonight? Obviously, at the end, but during the game, did it really impact you guys? Um, definitely emotional. Um, this is a big game for us. A lot to gain from it. Um, from the beginning, before the game, we were very emotional. But then, I like some of you guys saw there was a box in the middle, and we put all of our other things in there and just focus on the game because that's all that mattered at that time um and i think we did good we were focused we got scored on but we didn't like let go and we kept going and pushing and we got it we got it done you guys have been doing such a good job it's your, it's your first you know non one nothing win in a while uh, but how confident has that this stretch of games sort of given you guys? I know you were already confident, but do you think your defense can win games if necessary? Definitely. Um, I mean, it always comes from the defense uh, in the beginning to do the work to make sure that our forward are able to score, and we keep the back line clean sheet. Um, but it's a group effort. We can't do it without the forwards, and the forwards can't do it without us. So it's a group effort, and everyone was locked in today. So that's all we needed. After FAU scored the goal, I saw you guys huddled up and talk and all that stuff. Can you talk a little bit about that, how you guys recomposed yourself and got the second goal? I mean, we didn't let down. Like, we stayed focused, and we knew that we needed another one. Oh and we were just driven to go and get the other one. And we can't put our shoulders down and be like, oh, no, they scored. Like, we can score once, we can score again, and then again. So we're just confident in our abilities to score. And this impact that the program has left on you, how are you going to take it after the season's over into your next chapter? This has made me a new person. Um, I am forever grateful for this program and the people and the coaches and everything. So that is going to leave a big mark on me and definitely positive into my future. And I will never forget this. Oh, good. Doesn't, you don't have to be from Canada to stand here. I was starting to wonder. Okay, I got to ask you, didn't have a chance to, about last week. Uh, oh, man. Okay. It was yeah. a big goal, obviously, but 
in that situation, are you actually lining up in your head for a goal possibly because you'd never had one? Man, I mean, every time I go in there, I know <laughs> I'm one of the target people. Um, and sometimes you get on the end of it and it goes over. So, you know, it's difficult, like, going through that for four years and you're just, you keep trying and trying. You're like, oh, it's probably never going to happen. It's one of our last home game or last conference games. Like, it's getting tough. And then when I did it, I mean, you saw the pictures and everything. I freaked out. Like, I didn't know what to do. Um, my coach actually... Denise, she told me when I got on the bus that morning, she said, if you score today, I'm going to buy you Starbucks at the airport. And she never said that to me, so it was kind of weird. So she was like, do I need to tell you that every game yeah, or whatever? I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, it's a great it's a great goal. I'm what do you, so happy. I have to ask now, what do you get at Starbucks? It's an important question. Oof, oh, my gosh. It's kind of a complicated order. I'm, that's um, why I'm asking. So it's a blonde triple espresso <laughs> over ice, yeah, with one pump of white mocha and a splash of milk. No wonder you're still very fully charged after the game. Yeah, I'm buzzing right now. <laughs> so how do you feel? I mean, you guys knew that if you won, you were going to be the division champs. I know that's not the entire focus, but going into conference tournament, what's the confidence like? Um, I think our confidence is really high. You know, we've had a few ups and downs all season. Um, and since we took that loss here at home versus ECU, I think all of us really got together and we were like, okay, we need to focus, you know. It's one game at a time, but if we win, we keep winning, we're going to win it no matter what, you know. So it was in our hands, and I think we took that very seriously. We know they got a goal on us, um, which made us even more determined to win that. So we got together, we said, all right, let's put our heads down, work, take our chances, and we came through. The game-winning culture that Denise talks about and implies a lot, how has that helped you guys this season, especially after the ECU loss you talked about? Um, I think it's helped a lot. Um, one thing we kind of realized as a team, this year is so great because everyone on this team is so nice. So we don't have one person on the team that's like, okay, like get your stuff together. Come on, put your head down. You guys aren't doing good. So I think we all had to embody that individually. And um, we all were like, okay, we need to tell ourselves if we're not doing good enough or we need to not take it personal if we're going to tell other people if we're not doing good enough. And I think that's really helped along these last few games. Pretty interesting. Yeah. So you're saying that you had to, you don't want to be too nice all the time. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's just two different lives on and off the field. Yeah. So we just needed to make sure, hey, like if I'm going to yell at you on the field, <laughs> we do something wrong. You know, it's nothing personal. I'm going to hug you after the game, regardless in the practice. <laughs> so yeah. Got it. Yeah. You would only yell if you didn't get that pump of mocha. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> thank you so much. Of course, thank you. Good job. Congrats. Don't know if you could catch my ears perking up there, and something I didn't want to say at the time, but when they got beat by East Carolina 2-0, the Pirates kind of took it to the Bulls, and they didn't have much of a response. And again, I wouldn't say it on the air, but I thought maybe the Bulls are a little too nice, and the Pirates weren't being nice that night. Well, since then, the Bulls haven't lost, and well, you've just heard Madison Schwarzenberger actually say that they had some players take ownership. And by the way, Serena Thornton was referring to how last year ended the Bulls were 8-6, and six, did not score a goal in their last three games, their home finale was a shutout loss to UCF, and they got beat by SMU 5 nothing in the conference tournament, so hoping for a much better ending to this season. Speaking of not being nice, Sadie Sider has not been nice to the Nets with a burner of a goal against SMU, and I think she topped it last night. All right, obvious question, Sadie. Do you feel bad about uh, not being a senior and scoring tonight? Just kidding. Um, <laughs> t- take us through the goal. I mean, it was obviously you got that one against SMU. You got the long-distance thing going. That one was a little bit more technically tricky in my opinion what would you say the goal against smu was hard oh this one um yeah so i guess kind of same as smu i've been working on 
like not just the technical aspect of shooting from farther out but like the confidence and the belief to do it because I feel like that's like I've had the technique like we all have the technique to do it but it's like knowing that you can and finding the right moments to and tonight like I kind of played Maddie I flicked it to Maddie and then I ended up getting it back and I and I like saw the goal and I was like you know what I'm gonna go for it and I was really happy just that I connected well because I knew even if it didn't go in like she'd have to make a good save so we could get a corner and I mean, it's a great night to score. It's a good night to win. I'm happy I could help the team. Uh, did you feel like you got all of it? By the way, nice flick. Now, let's not <laughs> go against that. But did you feel like you nailed it when you hit it? Yeah, I like struck it really cleanly. I was like, ooh. And then I was like, oh, wait, it's going to go. It's going to go in. So, yeah. Every soccer player knows that feeling when you like connect well. You're like, oh, yes, that's a good one. Well, if you can continue co- to connect and you guys, you know, get the defense that you're getting, I mean, do you feel like you're in every game and maybe you're going to have to keep on rolling like that to win the conference championship? Yeah, I think like... Everyone can see that comes to our games that we've just been like building momentum and we've never really conceded many goals this year. So our defense has always been really strong and it's now kind of like finding how we're going to score and finding different ways. And like we're seeing like Peyton Felton scored her first goal tonight, like where a lot of people are getting in on scoring. And it's if we keep going like that, I feel like we can go really far. It's a really good team. I know it's senior night and you're not a senior, but how do you feel stepping into like higher position roles these next coming years and being like the older people on the crowd? Um, oh man, it's sad. It's hard to think about that right now just because it's like, I mean, for me, I've not, this is my first year here. So like all the girls that are the team, these are the, this is what I know of USF. So I can't imagine the team like going through this, even though everyone's like, it's every year it happens. Like, it'll be okay. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, it's crazy to me just because like these girls and these seniors are like such an amazing group and they like lead our team so well. So um, I haven't thought too far into the future yet. That's valid. Awesome. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you. Congratulations. She is a good one. And the other sports, we don't mean to slight what else is happening, but that was a special night. And we wanted to give it the full coverage here on Bullsby. Thumbnail version tonight, men's soccer is at Memphis, a very talented Tigers team. Started off 0-3 in the conference. But those are their only three losses. They've won three in a row since. If the Bulls win, they shoot into fourth place. They can't finish top three, but that fourth spot specifically means a home conference tournament game. If they tie, they'll be mathematically alive for the fourth spot. Would need to win their regular season finale Wednesday at home against FAU. Would also need Memphis to lose, but Memphis finishes at Charlotte, so that's possible. So you don't always pull for ties, I get it. But tonight, believe me, a tie would be just fine. A win would be great. A loss, the Bulls would no longer have a chance at the number four seed, and they would drop out of the top six unless Tulsa and Temple tie. And it would really come down to needing help on the last night, not incredibly unlikely help, but their fate would no longer be in their hands. It's definitely in their hands or their feet. And you can follow me on Twitter, X, at Derek Sharp, D-A-R-E-K-S-H-A-R-P. You know I'll tweet out their outlook after tonight's game, which starts at 8 o'clock. Volleyball at Tulsa tonight at 7.30. Keep an eye on that one. Bulls have to play the league leader SMU on Sunday. If they can come away from this set of matches with one victory, then they go to Temple for two next weekend. And you can start to eye a postseason NIVC bid for sure if the Bulls, I'd say, grab two wins in their next four all on the rope. This weekend, specifically Tulsa and SMU. Women's lacrosse hosting a pair of matches. The first time the public is invited, they'll play some strong D2 programs. St. Leo, Saturday morning at 10. My alma mater, Florida Southern, Saturday at 2. I'll be at the morning match. Go to the USF Women's Lacrosse Twitter page at USFWLAX for how to get tickets. It's free, but basically they want a head count. And you have to 
scan your way into Corbett Soccer Stadium should be a special day. Oh, speaking of special, did you see Joey Knight's story on the Tampa Bay Times website about possible bowl games for the Bulls and one being, yes, at their own stadium, but against UCF? I'd go. And welcome Army to the American Athletic Conference for football. So those future Bulls conference schedules about to get tweaked. By week for football, so no live play-by-play this weekend. In fact, I'll be out and about with the family after checking out that women's lacrosse scrimmage on Saturday morning. We'll still have plenty for you on Monday's Bulls Beat, and we'll include more interviews from men's and women's basketball as that season is almost here, less than 10 days away. Sailing hosting an event in St. Pete, women's tennis playing at the FIU invite, and actually the cross-country team along with everyone else in the AAC at the conference championships meet in North Carolina this weekend, so we'll have plenty for you on Monday's show. Keep those horns up this weekend. Thanks for listening to Bulls Beat. I'm Derek Sharp.